Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Cadence Podcast. Today I'm joined by Cassidy Mann. Cassidy is a 23-year-old singer-songwriter who makes emotionally driven indie pop music. She was born in Winnipeg and now lives in Toronto to pursue songwriting and music production. She had music featured on Degrassi The Next Generation, and she was nominated for a Western Canadian Music Award in 2015 with her single, Don't Give Up On Me. She is currently working on a new EP. Today we talk about David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, and how it affected Cassidy's life when she moved to Toronto. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Cadence Podcast. Today I am joined by Cassidy Mann. Cassidy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So on Cadence, uh, every week we break down one album that has influenced you in some way. So whether it's through your music or your personal life or whatever, we break down one album that has uh, impacted your life. So for you, that album is uh, David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. They came on so loaded, man. Well hung the snow white So I guess we'll just start off with why has this album influenced you the most and in kind of what ways has it impacted your life? Yeah, I mean, there's kind of, it's a it's a good story because obviously David Bowie is such a figure in like society, such a character, such a classic icon. Um, but I really just discovered this album and David Bowie in general in like October of okay. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's crazy because I'm like 23. That's kind of... Um, maybe a weird age to be discovering David Bowie. But it, it was really nice because basically the story of what happened was I moved from Winnipeg to Toronto this year. And then, um, yeah, I was just going through this transitional period of basically being in a new place where I didn't have very many friends. And I ended up hanging out with this person and we just like went record shopping, record store shopping one day. and um, And he pulled out that album and he was like oh like I love this album it's so good and I was like yeah you know like I've never really gotten into Bowie and I was like what would you recommend me starting with and he was like this album start with this and I was like okay sure and then we like parted ways after spending the afternoon together and I was like you know what I'm just gonna listen to it now because why not and it was like my second month that I was in this new city and I was walking downtown down Young Street in Toronto and five years came on and it just blew my mind like I actually was like so so taken with it instantly pushing through the market square so many mothers sighing news had just come over we had five years left crying um And the whole album really affected me on a personal level. And, like, I didn't actually know that much about David Bowie, aside from, like, the classic things that you kind of see. Like, my mom listened to David Bowie when I was a kid. And, like, there was a lot of people that were really close to me in my life that had, like, tried to show me Bowie before. But I think that I just wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, like, there's so many different... um, like phases and different styles that he went through and everything and yeah it is he's very eclectic and I think that that's a good point I think that this one is a good one to kind of I think this kind of define for me I agree that this this is kind of this kind of defines his mm-hmm. 
his music. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's not my favorite Bowie album. So basically, after I listened to it, I I went on such a deep dive for <laughs> Bowie. Like, I listened to all of his albums, mainly the ones just from the 70s. I still haven't actually listened to Black Star. Oh, yeah, it's full. That's... Yeah, it's a t- it's a tough one to get to, especially just after, um, yeah. you know, because at the when it came out, I don't think it wasn't a known fact that he was gonna die, right? So yeah. it was. Ba- I remember listening to it. And I'm like, this is like this is really tough to listen to. Like this this is when it came out. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. And then when he died, and I went back, I'm like, oh man, this just makes it so heartbreaking. Yeah. And the music videos and everything around it. Yeah. I'm still. I'm still certainly not the most accessible Bowie album, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my favorite one is it's Heroes. Oh yeah. Um, and I love that album. I had a really emotional time with that album too, because uh, I kind of went through them chronologically. Oh yeah. Starting I after I listened to the Ziggy Stardust album, I went back and listened to Hunky Dory, and then like went through mm-hmm. like the '70s and basically ended at Heroes. Um, and yeah, each of them I had like a different experience with just through the fall. Um, and I was talking to my mom about it because it was this really interesting thing where, like I said, like she had, she had played David Bowie before in the house and like I'd heard Bowie songs and it wasn't like I wasn't familiar with him, but I just hadn't had that moment with him. And I feel like for so many people, he, he's kind of like this artist that you grow up with, like with your parents listening to and whatever. But for me to discover him as like someone in my young in my early 20s um, when he was making all of this music in his early 20s. Like, he made Ziggy yeah, Stardust exactly. when he was 25. Yeah. And, like, I'm 23. And I was, like, just on a personal level, I connected with it so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's – it's really special to me that I could have that kind of, like, intimate relationship with this album because I've tried really hard to not actually look at a lot of the, like, iconic – images or like movies like i just listen to the album and like have that be what it is yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah like i mean obviously it has the whole um you know there was there was quite a show and i know for that tour it was very because it is a bit of a concept album as well like with Mm -hmm. the world ending in five it's it's kind of loose but it is there for sure that like you know world's ending five years and Mm -hmm. he's gonna come you know this alien figure he's gonna come and yeah it's it's awesome but yeah even just the music itself like it's set aside from all the images and all the all the visual stuff is mm-hmm. still sweet. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, at the time when I listened to it, I didn't really know that much about, like, the character of, like, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. I didn't know why he was screaming about five years. Like, yeah. I was like, five years until what? Yeah. But at the same time, again, like, being in my early 20s, there's so much that that can relate to apart from the world ending, like... For me, I feel like being in your early 20s, there's, like, this timeline of finding success, right? And, like, um, finding a career. And so the timeline of five years, it's, like, in five years, I'm going to be 28. Like, it feels like by then I should have my shit figured out. (laughs) So I was listening to it, and I was just like, yes, David, we have five (laughs) years. And, like... Oh my gosh, like I thought of Ma and I wanted to go back there. Like that was the part in that song that I was like I that it really got me, especially being away from home. I was just For like sure. this makes so much sense to my life removed from this character who's like going to space yeah. or like trying to save the yeah. world. Cuz that's the good thing with music is it's it's obviously all always just open to interpretation and even if there yeah. is like 
a very like no this is what it should mean like that doesn't necessarily has to be what it means at all yeah totally and the whole album is so emotionally charged it is he's very his performances are like oh my god like on um the one that always got me when i had heard it for the first time and everything was that and rock and roll suicide like the last mm. song when he just belts out that you're not alone i'm like <laughs> yes i'm not alone Ooh, hurry home don't let the sun blast your shadow don't let the milk flow rob your mind they're so natural religiously Even though he's not, he's not talking to me, it feels like he is. I know. Yeah, it yeah. totally feels that way. Yeah, and like the lyric that got me again, like, I mean, Five Years is the opening song, but that's what really drew me in. And when he says, like, your face, your race, the way that you talk, mm-hmm. uh, or the way that you, yeah, the way that you talk, I yeah, kiss uh, you, you're beautiful, I want you to walk. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> it's just mind blowing. And I feel like it's so relevant to just the world today, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's crazy to me about it because like it's made in 72 yeah but everything that he's talking about like yeah you can kind of relate it to now it's, yeah it's so even the whole five years it. thing is kind of like a little spooky yeah <laughs> it's like right now like it kind of feels like we might be on that oh my god five years to go kind it's, of thing <laughs> it's so spooky and like he talks about even the technology that he talks about like i mean he talks about like television and, and radio and mm-hmm. obviously like technology has advanced so much mm-hmm. but when you think about the the like basis of technology yeah. today like i feel like this album could have been like put out now yeah. and it would still make sense yeah it would still be very socially relevant for sure yeah. so this was like you, this was the first time you'd kind of like lived uh, like out alone like outside of mm-hmm. Winnipeg. Eh? Yeah. yeah yeah it was really it was a really emotional time for me i think more mm-hmm. so than i expected it to be because um, obviously moving away from home is hard um and i and i did expect that um but i think that what i wasn't really ready for is that i was going to be spending like so much time alone and i've always loved music but i fell in love with music in a way that i had never done before because it was actually just like my only companion for such Mm -hmm. a short period of time like or for such a long period of time like throughout the entire fall um yeah because I just like didn't know that many people and I didn't have that many friends around me so I would just Mm -hmm. listen to music all the time and I was like craving like real real music like real energy and real emotional vulnerability and I think that I hadn't really listened to that much old music Mm -hmm. like I listened to pretty just like mainstream music from my generation and this album and Bowie like just really kick-started me listening to a lot of older stuff for the first time which has been like incredible yeah Absolutely. for sure like so eye-opening yeah and I mean like obviously um well I don't like from from my case and you're saying your mom would always play Bowie like yeah my parents especially my dad always just played a lot of um um, you know all the classic stuff so mm-hmm. I had known all the the big hits from all these artists but I hadn't I had never um, gone gone and actually listened to like whole albums by these artists yeah and people always said oh they're you know they're amazing but I just never when I was younger like 
you know, back like back then I'm dating myself now, <laughs> but you know, I'd have to go out to like HMV and if I want to do that, I'd have to buy the CD and listen to it or buy the whole thing on iTunes. Like mm-hmm. even when LimeWire or whatever was a thing, like I still had to, I just downloaded specific songs. I, I didn't yeah. know how to download full albums. So it was difficult as a young person trying to listen to albums to like actually listen to an album. So now that it's like, since it's so easy, it's so awesome going through and going going back. And Bowie's a great one for that, to listen to like full, a full record. Cause I mean, even yeah. with this album, like I had known like the songs that you Stardust, um, like Hang On To Yourself, mm-hmm. uh, Suffer Good City, but that was like, pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and so going back and actually listening to it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm such an album person. Yeah. So much more now than I ever was. Yeah, it's um, important. Yeah, it's like if I find a song that I really like, I'm, I have to listen to the whole album. Like I need yeah. to know contextually Me what, it, what it means. It's important. <laughs> it's so important. And then I can like make my decision. And if I just like that one song, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But like I make a point to listen to the whole album. And Bowie is great for that. And like... I mean, as a like as a developing musician who's like finding my sound and myself, I think that Bowie's like such a liberating figure to look up to because he just like changed so much throughout his career. Oh yeah. And I think like there's kind of this idea. Um, I don't know. At least for me, there's kind of always this idea that like people musicians can just like whatever they play first that's just like the type of music that they make like it's easy it's so easy to like define your style or like have find a lane and personally I feel like I've gone through so many different phases and have always been like oh like what's really me and then listening to this album and then listening to all of the albums that he did throughout the 70s I was just like, oh, you can just do like whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. just that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be so boxed liberating. in by Yeah. I think that's a that's a I mean, it might not even be to the artist's fault, but they might just be, you know, if they come out with a big single or a big um, album or something, that's one style that could be a detriment to them later on if they want to try to mm-hmm. break away and do other stuff because then yeah. like, no, that's not what you are, you're this. Yeah. So. And I think like any classic artist when like especially going back like any classic artist that's really stood the test of time has evolved and like changed so many times Mm -hmm. and that's really inspiring yeah and he like bowie was obviously like self-expression to a t like Mm -hmm. it's like 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 it's like it's hard to not have the um if you're just talking about him like all the visuals and everything associated with it because i don't know and like that like the tours like the concerts were pretty crazy even seeing the footage like on youtube or whatever from this tour like the 72 ziggy stardust tour is like Mm -hmm. really cool yeah yeah i mean i mean i I get that it's like you want to like just keep it like the music wise yeah no for sure i've seen i've definitely seen some things yeah uh yeah and so i i know like the vibe of of those concerts and obviously it's so epic but yeah it's it's hard to separate him from, from that sort of character but at the same time like it's so amazing to find an artist that has like their aesthetic so aligned with every project, like every album that they put out. I think it's really cool, because like that's that's a really important thing to me as a consumer and an and an artist. Like, I think that the way that people present themselves is so interesting and um, so interesting and like just helps helps you to like understand it mm-hmm, in a certain sure. way. Yeah. So. 
apart from like five like five years obviously cause right because i just keep talking about it i'm just like that's the one no, no, no. but obviously it's because that's the opener right and it <laughs> yeah. sets that tone and, and the build-up on that song is really cool how it just so starts good. off very like low and slow and then mm-hmm. it like just comes to this huge conclusion at the end yeah that's the first track as well which is yeah. pretty like whoa what's what's gonna happen this 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 album so apart so from good. that one or the other ones that kind of like I don't know, you have that visual of you walking down, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the first half of the album really affected me the most, which is funny because you keep talking about the second half of it, yeah. which I kind of like because, like... I know, I mean, the first half is, like... I mean, they're both obviously great. I guess the second yeah. half just, I guess, had all the the bigger, radio, like, radio singles. I guess, yeah. I guess Starman was a big one. On the yeah, I mean, yeah, the other two that I like, literally, it's just, like, an order, like, Soul Love. Yeah. I love... Like the drums in that song. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. Like you could sample. I love the way that he starts like five years and so love just like with just the drums. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of those songs, you could just sample the drums now and like put them in a track and it would sound like music today. It would be For a hit. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that one I love. And I also love like the lyrics of that song, which are crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. All I have is my love, and love is not loving. Yeah, <laughs> like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, I know. On, David, I know it's such a big story, but, like, me? David, this is real human emotion. Like, I get it. Starman, Ziggy yeah. Stardust, whatever, but yeah. this is legitimate. So, yeah, yeah, that one. And then, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure it's the third song, but, like, Moon Age Daydream. Yeah, I think that is the third song. Yeah. yeah, but to me, like, that song and, like, the guitar tone in that song, it's so classically I'm, rock and roll. Yeah, it is. That it's, like, it's wild to me. Yeah, it's it's just so wild to me that that was happening during a time that's kind of like still the beginning of like what we define rock and roll sound today. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just like hearing hearing that guitar riff, I'm just like, "Holy crap, that's the most iconic thing in the entire world." Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, so those three are like actually really my my top mm-hmm. favorite, but Yeah. Well, I love how there's not really um like there's there's not any songs on here that I feel like um, could have been taken off. Um, like yeah. It's, it's very it's pretty tight. Yeah, and that's the that's what blew my mind so much because it was actually normally I take a streetcar from where I was, which was like kind of by Eaton Center, to my friend's place that I stay with, like right downtown. Um, but the walk from from Eaton Center to her place. Um, I just listened to the entire album straight through and it literally finished as I was getting to her door. And so I was like walking right beside like the CN Tower and it was like sunset and I was listening to this whole album. And by the time I got to her door, my mind was just like, holy (laughs) crap. I was so just, yeah, Yeah. I was so amazed. And also that I had just never listened to it. I was like, how, where have I been? Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things that I really feel like you have to have you have to be ready for it you have to have a personal moment with it and like i i called my mom like right afterwards and i was like mom david bowie and she was like yeah and i was like no david bowie (laughs) she was like uh yeah that's a that's a musician (laughs) yep he is a person that existed um and then I kept telling, like, all of my friends. Mm-hmm. I was just like, have Guys. you had a moment with David Bowie yet? Yeah. And they're like, yes. And I was like, but have you really? Because, 
like just no one everyone was already like not over it but like knew so much about it that like they didn't really care whereas like my entire world was blowing up listening to him and like discovering him is crazy it's pretty majestic when you have that like that um kind of cross like between reality and music so it's like when you're and i think that music kind of i've i've had the most quote-unquote moments like with music like there's never if i'm in a movie or something and i'm and there's this time and place that's like very relatable I've still never had. I've been like, oh, that's kind of relatable to my situation right now. But I've never like sat there, be like, oh my god, like looking around the movie theater, like, guys, this is amazing. Yeah. But with music, it's like that's happened so many times where, you know, I don't know. It's just something just hits, whether it's the music itself or the lyrics, or yeah, there's the sunset, there's you're driving and it's late at night, and there's like something going on in your mm-hmm. world, and then you hear this thing, and then you just relate it, and it's like whoa, and then you can't hear it like. Every time you hear that, you kind of get brought back to that yeah. point. Yeah, I think, I think part that's why music of that, is just like, yeah, it takes you there. Definitely. Yeah, I think part of that is like being a music person. Like, sure. I feel like you are, and, and I consider myself. But like, another part of it, I think, well, I've had this conversation with someone recently, is that like, when you're watching a movie, you're basically just watching a movie. You know, like you're sitting in front of a screen, and that's what you're doing. And I love film. Um, and that David Bowie loved film. <laughs> this I know. Labyrinth, great movie. Oh my gosh. He, yeah, he killed it in the acting world, but also like was very inspired by film. Um, but, but yeah, so when you're watching a movie, like you're just watching a movie. But a lot of times, especially for me, like when you're listening to music, you're almost always also doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like you're driving or you're walking or you're in transit some way or another. Um, so in that way, it gets like, mingled with your actual life that's a good point um and i feel like that happens to me all the time because my favorite way to listen to music is when i'm walking somewhere um and i'll like specifically go for a walk just to listen to an album which is what i did when i was listening to all of bowie's albums and so for me that's like it's such an interesting thing because yeah it becomes so easily intertwined with your daily life when you're listening to it while you're experiencing the world yeah, it's for crazy. sure. Yeah, I do. I do that a lot with driving too. That's yeah. kind of my like. Like, there's an album that I've been anticipating. It's hard for me to just like sit, sit on my couch or something with the headphones in and just totally like. I feel like I have to be active and doing something. Yeah, it's so. Oh, and it's cool because so then you much. can remember like specific, like especially if you've driven down or walked down those streets a lot, mm-hmm. you'll then kind of remember like, oh yeah, like at this point, in like I done that the last. In the last, like, two years or so, there's been at least three or four times where, like, the album came out at 11, and I'm like, I'm going for a drive, and I've driven around <laughs> yes. for, like, an hour, Ugh. just around, one, and I've just, like, gone around Winnipeg, and now there's, like, times where I'll listen to that and be like, I remember at this, like, if a song comes on, i be like, I remember I was driving pa- on Portage in Maine, like, yeah. right by MTS Center for this song, and then <sighs> I can track my route based on, like, what yes. it was <laughs> No, there's so many moments that I have like that, too, especially it's weird now being, coming back to Winnipeg for, like, a short trip. For sure and driving around to different places because I have those flashbacks of just those moments with albums all the time. It's really strange. Yeah. But super cool. So obviously, um, like, this album and Bowie has affected your, like, your personal life and your, mm. you know, that kind of thing, and mm. you're with, with Toronto. Um, has it or other things kind of, like, affected your music and stuff since then? Or 
Yeah, I think... I don't know how much, like, are you doing a lot of, like, songwriting and everything right now? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, so I'm actually in Toronto uh, going to school for, um, like, music production, audio engineering, and music business. Um, It's a two-year program that I'm doing, and so I'm doing a lot of that, a lot of technical stuff when it comes to, like, behind the scenes of of music and recording it and stuff. Um, And then personally, I'm writing a lot. Um, I kind of, when I left Winnipeg, I made this pledge to myself that I uh, wouldn't work another serving job again because <laughs> I spent like almost eight years of my life working in restaurants, which is great. I mean, like that's my job experience and I and I made so many like friends that way, but I got, I just really wanted to focus on music when I moved. And so I like have been jobless since I moved mm-hmm. and I've just been going to school uh, and writing and I've also like made it a point to be co-writing with more people and to just kind of really spend spend time like figuring out kind of where I want to take my music sonically and also to just hone in on like the craft of songwriting, which I think has, you know, I think that my songwriting has really developed since I've moved and since I've put a lot more time into it. Um, and then like what I was saying before, specifically with Bowie, what's influenced me is just the freedom of seeing an artist do whatever they want to do because they want to um was just so liberating to me because I think I like I put myself into a box for a long time musically um yeah I went through like a very acoustic singer-songwriter phase and then I did like kind of a elect like a rock and roll thing where I was like only playing electric guitar And then like last year I was like fully doing pop music and I was like, I'm not going to play an instrument. I'm just going to like dance on the stage. And now I feel like all of those things are sort of intermingled. Um, And I just kind of like don't really care anymore either way. And I think that that's very related to me. Just, yeah, seeing, discovering Bowie and seeing him do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah. Again, just that whole self-expression thing for him was like huge. Which is yeah. awesome. So good. <laughs> it's, the, it's actually the best. Yeah. Anyone who like needs some self liberation, just like listen to Bowie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um. So, okay, this is kind of a tough question, but would you consider Bowie like your like your your favorite musician artist, or do you have kind of like one that like, uh, you go to? That's yeah (laughs) this is such a hard question I feel like as a musician I get asked this all the time and I ask my friends this all the time too I'm so curious about other people's he's definitely now in my top five yeah it's so funny to me because it's such a new it's such a new love that I have for Mm -hmm. him I feel like so many people that used to know me are probably like confused (laughs) they're like wait but I played you like I played you heroes like five years ago or two years ago and I'm just like well it didn't hit me it didn't hit, yeah. but now he's like instantly became one of my favorites so top five for sure mm-hmm. but I I mean in my head the best like time of music right now for me was like 1969 to 79 yeah. like I could live in that period of time that's great and I like Joni Mitchell Blake Blue is my favorite um yeah I love me some Bruce Springsteen. He's that's my dad. That's my dad's. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love oh, Bruce it so is great. much. Bruce is great. Bruce we had is, talk, oh. on uh, on this podcast. We had talked about um, 
um, darkness. I listened to that one and I loved it. I relished it. I also love that you like also call artists by their first names. Like I just just, like Bruce and David. (laughs) Like I I say that with everybody. Yeah, we're all first name bases. No, we're we're, homies. Me and Bruce. We are such. Me and me and David. Yeah, we were homies way back in the day. Oh my gosh, I do that like to everybody now. Yeah. And when I talk to my friends, they're just always like, "Wait, David? Like (laughs) you're talking about Bowie?" It's kind of and like obviously like yeah we don't know them but like it is kind of a weird thing of like you know you feel like you know them more than you do yes (laughs) also because i read uh bruce's autobiography oh yeah and after i read that i was just like oh yeah we're old pals you're bruce now (laughs) i know him i'm a huge like nerd for just autobiographies and knowing about people yeah it's it's cool especially when they actually write it rather than having someone else write it yeah yeah biographies are not quite the same yeah for for sure sure. yeah Mm mm-hmm so, yeah, you'll have to listen to, um, you'll have to have a moment with Black Star. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. It'll be really, okay, it has to be really cold mm. and really dark. And oh, my gosh, we're totally snowy. on the same level. Here's the thing. So, oh, my gosh, because I text my family all the time, and especially when I was going through this Bowie phase in the fall, I would, like, text them a Bowie song and be like, listen to this early morning when you're having a great day this is like a hunky dory song yes, <laughs> i would say yeah. and then like and then i would listen to like heroes and i'd be like okay it's like kind of gloomy like yeah. 7 p.m but like hopeful yeah maybe you're like out for a walk <laughs> so like i totally get that but black star i have been saving so okay so oh, snowy man. kind of like dark yeah you're not you're not gonna feel and again it just goes back to the knowing what we know now thing is like, yeah oh my god i think it's the song lazarus the music reader for that is just like heart-wrenching but mm. at the time i'm like i remember like watching it and, and listening to it and i'm like it's really sad but like i don't i don't know why it's so sad i yeah. like seeing the video i'm like this is weird like i got the lazarus like death <clears throat> depiction thing but i just didn't piece it together that i'm like he's terminally ill i didn't i didn't see that yeah it's so rough i'm definitely i've been saving it for for a good moment and it's <laughs> bound to happen very soon yeah very soon yeah well i mean it's a good he was a good artist to kind of um get into without kind of listening to a lot of his albums because there's just mm. so many that you can yeah. just go through and, and so many with with the phases come different moods come different yeah everything, different Even, I feel like everyone can find something to connect yeah to he's one of my favorites because of that for sure point. just because of all the the different stuff oh my gosh <laughs> it's so good, good. <laughs> <laughs> well you'll have to make sure everybody go out and listen to Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars ASAP. Have a moment. Have a Bowie moment. We should do that. We should yes. make that a hashtag. Hashtag Bowie moment. <laughs> hashtag Bowie moment 2019. Tweet, tweet, uh, tweet your hashtag Bowie moments at me. Yes. <laughs> send me some screenshots of your Bowie moments. <laughs> <laughs> Please send me screenshots. <laughs> so right now, so what do you have? So going on right now, you're in you're in school in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still, like obviously you're writing a lot of music. Do you plan on kind of putting out some stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have a... Um, a duo project okay. with a local Winnipeg artist that is coming out soon. Um, still kind of under wraps, but it's it's coming out very, very soon. Okay, you have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. And then I'm also working on an EP of my own. Oh, cool. Yeah, so been doing some recording by myself, like at home, and, and a lot of writing. It's going to be a short thing, hopefully out by the fall. Um, nice. But yeah, other than that, just playing shows. And in Toronto and and in hopefully in Winnipeg, I don't have any festivals booked up, but um, yeah, just like playing shows and working on the CP. Awesome. And where can the people follow you? The people can follow me 
on all of the socials. All the socials. Um, the biggest one for me is Instagram. So, and that one's the easiest. It's just at Cassidy Man. Um, I'm I'm starting to get into Twitter. Yeah. At Cassidy Man underscore because my it's name Twitter. was taken. It's Twitter. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I'm I'm also on on Facebook. So awesome! Well, yeah. be sure to go follow her. Look out for the EP, the duo album. Yes, it's all gonna be great. And go have a Bowie moment. Yes. <laughs> well, Cassie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to give a big thank you to Cassidy for coming on the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cadence Podcast for news on guests and different music. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next week.